fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is whatever episode it is, because I forget. I'm your host and Uncharted Media Podcast champion, Nate, and Josh is over there. Yeah, yeah. I am. If you were the champion, then I am definitely the lowest contender. You are. You came in third in our Royal Rumble predictions, but that is okay. You can steal the belt from me at Mania, but the odds aren't looking pretty good for you for that. No, that's not. But like, let's just be clear here. Yes, I came in third, but like, it's not like I was close. No. I was not close at all. You thought with your heart, not with your head. I'm sorry. Wrestling is an emotional sport. (laughs) Very true. But what is more emotional is storytelling and movies. It's what brings us all together. That's why we're here today to talk movies. And boy, do we have a lot of new stuff to talk about with the big one being our main discussion for the day of... 2021 is shaping up to be a huge year for DC Comics, but we'll get to that for our main discussion. Kicking us off first is a movie that is not coming out in 2021, but is DC nonetheless, Birds of Prey. We had our first, if you want to call it that, teaser trailer for Birds of Prey. I don't call it a teaser. I call it, hey, look, we have the casting costumes for a split second each. Enjoy, nerds. Yeah, basically. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, this... It just felt like a... I honestly didn't even know it was an official teaser. It looked so choppy and so... I don't know. Did it feel like... So, people that don't know DC Comics are probably... Don't even know what the heck was going on with that trailer. Like, didn't know it was actually a DC Comics movie. Did it get... Did you have a vibe... I know I did watching it. Remember that movie that came out a couple of years ago with uh, James Franco, Vanessa Hutchins, and a couple others called Spring Breakers? Oh, yeah. That's what this trailer yeah. reminded me of. I definitely got like a Spring Breakers meets Sucker Punch feel to it. Yeah, which I, I don't know. Which, If we want to go by its official title, this is called The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Really? That's the full title? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's so terrible. But, like, that they got some cojones. <laughs> All I care about is Ewan McGregor's black mask. But he didn't have a black mask in the trailer, which I am kind of worried. I hadn't thought about this, but I'm kind of worried now that we may have a case of um, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones and Ninja Turtles of like, we'll get one scene of him in the mask, but because you McGregor's a good looking dude and he's a well-known name, they're going to want to flaunt him in the marketing material and he's not going to wear a black mask that often. Maybe. I can or, see that happening. Or they, they use this as an opportunity to give black mask, like a teeny bit of like origin and okay. like, on like how he got the mask. Kind of like um, uh, Jigsaw on the in Punisher season one. Oh, we'll we'll get to a certain Punisher actor later. I'll tee I'll tee that up for you later. Um, Yay! It I don't know if this got me more excited for Birds of Prey. This I don't know if this was supposed to be a trailer to get you more excited. I think it was more of an announcement trailer of Hey, we're officially happening. We've started production. Here you go. 
Now, there's also some rumors. Now, again, preface this by saying rumors that this movie was originally slated to be rated R, but Warner Brothers is kind of backing off on that. And in other news, water's wet. Shocker there. Yeah. Which, but to be fair, and this is my, I think this is always going to be my flag that I wave, is your movie doesn't have to be rated R to be gritty and to be a great, uh, well-told story. Speak it louder for those in the back. Yeah, it's it's. I love Deadpool as much as the next guy, but I feel like if you had toned it down a little bit, maybe, and spent more time with the story elements of it, it could have been way better than it even than it already is. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, like, take for example, one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion, The Dark Knight. That movie is so dark and so gritty and so violent, and that's PG-13. They got away with a lot in The Dark Knight. They did. They really did. But, I mean, like, even that, like, then you start having conversations about um, hidden violence and hidden kills and, you know, off-camera stuff. And, you know, we we can talk about that all day because Halloween's very good at it. But, um, yeah, no, as far as Birds of Prey goes, uh, it's a teaser. It's like, hey, we'll see you soon. Like, and which is in a way is kind of nice because really up until this point, the general public hasn't really had much idea that this movie is happening. Yeah, and I still think the general public doesn't know who or what the Birds of Prey are. If they do, they probably think that really bad TV show that was on like 15 years ago. Yeah, no, exactly. Or or longer. Holy crap. Yeah, you're you're getting old there, Nathan. So are you. You're older than me. Uh, shut up. We won't talk about I that. I have hair. <laughs> oh, you had to go for the, the, the low blow. Okay. But you have more of a Whatever. beard than I ever will have, okay? Uh, that, that is true. You know how I got it? You you asked I Braun Strowman just, for it for Christmas? No. <laughs> I mean, I just don't shave. That's all I do is I just don't shave. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on to a topic that you know I'm going to have a rant on, but this time it's a happy rant. So, if that's possible. Yeah. So, this was going to be our topic no, no, before some big news decided to happen. So, normally we record our episodes on Wednesday, but uh, I felt like crap on Wednesday. Didn't feel good at all. Didn't feel up to recording. And somebody's schedule got all messed up on me. Uh, but for good reason. How dare you chase your dreams, Josh? How dare you? So, we recorded know, this right? on Friday instead. But it all worked out because a whole bunch of news dropped. But originally, getting back on topic, originally, we were going to be discussing this as our main point of discussion. And that is that the Dark Universe, the Universal Monster Movies, the Dark Universe is dead. Hallelujah, it's happened. It's They've finally given up on it, but they've handed the reins to Blumhouse, something we called months ago. So Blumhouse <laughs> will be remaking all the classic Universal Monsters and... I'm on cloud nine right now. They're going to be starting with The Invisible Man, directed by Upgrade director Lee Whannell. And, oh, Josh, I'm I'm just in my happy place right now. So either add to the happiness or pop my happiness bubble, but you go first. (laughs) So I think the definitely the one downside to this is just the fact that it hasn't even been a couple years since The Mummy. 
Um, so 2017, which is, the mummy was that bad that we need to bury it. Yes. I see. Okay. But I kind of enjoyed it. Enjoy. I enjoyed elements of it regardless what elements was, like the end credits when it was done. Russell Crowe's performance was awesome. Dude. He slept, walked through it. Okay. Anyway, look, man, let me enjoy certain things. It's the same Ugh. guy that wrote amazing Spider-Man two. I enjoyed that movie too. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's just let's just not trust Josh's opinion on movies, which is says yeah, the dude that likes Halloween Resurrection. Okay, let's just not trust my opinion. However, I did just side note real quick. I watched Speed Racer this uh, yesterday for like the first time because I had heard Game Grumps talk about it, and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is about. Um, that movie is really entertaining. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Back to the topic at hand, jeez, uh, Blumhouse, I think you and I have called, either called or said, if you want a horror movie done right, give it to Blumhouse. Friday the and, 13th. Yeah, like in general, I think so far that's turning out to be correct. So uh, The Invisible Man is something that I don't think anybody's really tackled in a long time. I think the last of, one was maybe 1999. There was a movie called Hollow Man, I think was the last attempt at it. Yeah. But even then, like, um, I'm thinking, like, Titans, there's an Invisible Man on that. But even that, it's not that, like, interesting. Like, So I'll be curious to see how they pull this off. Yeah. Because... Uh- you're obviously going to have to start with an origin and be like, hey, this was a dude and then stuff happened or whatever, you know, angle on the story that you decide to take. So I think it's important to note that these films will not be connected. They may yes. share the same universe, but they will not be like DC or Marvel of like interconnected movies like the Dark Universe originally planned. These are just going to be retellings of the classic stories. Yes, which is good. That's a good move because at the end of the day, what are you going to do once you, if you connect them all? Are you going to make like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie? Nah, dude, <laughs> you do a Van Helsing movie as he tries to catch them uh, all. Yeah, well, I don't need Pokemon. I have that on my phone. Um, ooh, that was a good one. I'm proud of that joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it is what it is, man. I mean, we called it. Blum, Blumhouse is, uh, they are, they're some, in my opinion, the best horror, horror, um, uh, what's the word? Horror, um, production company. Or the production company. I couldn't think of whatever it's called. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, they're best, they're doing the best out there right now. So, I mean, I don't see any way this could go wrong. And yeah. I'm probably going to eat so- those words now that I've said it. I obviously have a lot of thoughts on this. A lot of happy thoughts, though. This is not going to be a repeat of the Krems Grindelwald rant. Um, yes. But, so, first of all, I think Invisible Man is the perfect choice to kick this thing off. Primarily because people aren't super familiar with this movie. It's been a long time. And even then, in the annals of the great universal monsters, you think Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon... Invisible Man is never high on the list, so he doesn't have the expectations or the hopes that a lot of these other movies would, so there's less pressure on him. I've seen The Invisible Man. I have it. I have all the classic Universal Monsters. I actually really like The Invisible Man. It holds up pretty well for how old it is, and I would like to see a modern interpretation of it. 
So I've, when I was thinking that this would be our original discussion, I was thinking, where would I like to see these movies in this, not for lack of a better term, this universe go? And uh, an idea that I've had for a while is when you get to The Mummy, have it more or less be a really claustrophobic, terror-driven movie. A lot like Alien Isolation, except instead of a xenomorph, it's a mummy. Mm. So picture a bunch of archaeologists, some good, some just break into the pyramid just for gold, but you have a group of archaeologists going into this ancient pyramid. Um, And so when they get into the pyramid, they awaken the spirit of this mummy who starts picking them off one by one. It's not an end-of-the-world mummy wants to rule something. It's a, we have to get the heck out of here before we get killed by this silent stalker that is the mummy. It's not a big, huge story. It's a tight, claustrophobic, small-scale story, which is essentially what the mummy needs. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to do what this the 2017 mummy did and be like, it's this princess who wants to destroy the the planet. Blah blah or even blah. What the Brendan like, Fraser movie did. As much as I like that, don't live in that movie shadow either. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that was, I think, one of the things that the that Tom Cruise's mummy struggled with was everybody was like, wait, so this isn't. Brendan Fraser's mummy. I'm confused. So, like, I I get it, but you yeah. Back, Biggie. Actually, that leads me to an interesting side story. So, at the time that the mummy came out uh, on DVD, I was working at Universal Studios at the time, selling ride photos at the Mummy ride. And when you come off the ride, they had the big banner advertising the movie. They're like, buy it on Blu-ray now. And so many guests, probably like two or three a day, asked. So is this connected to the Brendan Fraser one at all? Um, and yeah. I would tell them to their, I would tell it to any customer that asked to their face, no, it is not connected, and don't bother seeing this movie. Yeah, it's so bad. It, um, well, and it, it didn't do a good job at all of of doing anything different than the Brendan Fraser movies, or being scary or fun or unique. But the other idea yeah. that I had besides the Mummy, that one's much is more developed because. I've been sitting on that one for a while is one that uh, I thought of right before we started to hit record of, you know what I would like to see? Cause you said Blumhouse is like the go-to name for horror. You know who else is a go-to name for horror? Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Guillermo uh, del Toro I've... present in association with Blumhouse pictures presents creature from the black lagoon. Oh dude, you read my mind. I mean, to be fair, it's the shape of water. I don't care. His shape of water is like literally that story. But I mean, he's already kind of got not that story, but that creature. So he's already kind of got that design down in, in his head. But your designs, like all of his stuff, whether it's the original Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, even the Kaiju and Pacific Rim, he knows creature designs. And I think he'd do a really cool um, creature from the Black Lagoon or. Anything creature-driven. Maybe Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ooh, that'd be good. I could see James Wu doing a good Jekyll and Hyde. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so needless to say, I'm so, so on board with Blumhouse doing this Universal Monsters. And I feel like we talked about it recently, a few months back, calling this, but... Oh, I'm so on board for this. Lee Winnell, I've heard great things about Upgrade. I have it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Now Upgrade is very high on my list of I need to watch this for Invisible Man homework. But um, oh, I'm I'm super hyped for this. 
Good of you, also, Universal. I feel like people aren't giving credit where credit's due. Good of you, Universal, for recognizing that there's a problem, but you had a solution to go to and being, I don't want to say humble enough, to go, okay, hey, we don't, we're clearly not doing this right. Blumhouse, you take a stab at it. So yeah, hats off yeah, to you, yeah, Universal, exactly. for recognizing that you may have been the problem and giving to somebody else to try their hand at it. Yeah, totally. And because if it was any other company like Marvel or Disney or definitely Fox, they would just be like, nah, man, we're going to try this until it goes into the ground. Oh, totally. Well, we have some um, surprising yet for me personally, at least probably for Josh and I, very encouraging news. And it very much surprised the crap out of us. So we know we've known for a while that Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham are coming out with a Fast and Furious spinoff movie called Hobbs and Shaw, which also just released its trailer like a couple hours before we recorded this, um, which was a pretty cool trailer. But that is not the positive news that we got out of this. And that is that The Rock's cousin, Roman Reigns, former WWE champion Roman Reigns, will be starring in the movie as The Rock's brother. Honestly, I was super encouraged by this because a few months back, I remember you and I talked about that on the podcast that um, Roman Reigns, real name Joseph Van Wahi, was diagnosed with leukemia. It's now his second yeah. bout with it after it came... He struggled with it maybe, I think he said, 11 years ago. And he's kind of been off TV for a long time since, I think, October. And we've kind of been pulling for him. And while he may not be getting in the WWE ring anytime soon, it's great to hear that he's being active and trying his hand in movies with a family member, nonetheless, with The Rock. Oh, totally. It's definitely encouraging. And honestly, from all the pictures that we've seen, he looks healthy. He looks happy like he he doesn't look miserable he doesn't look like he's lost a lot of weight i mean he does look like he's he's thinned out a little bit but i mean oh what are you talking about that picture of them in on set where he's standing next to the rock they both look jacked granted the rock looks massive i I guess i just still yeah (laughs) i guess it is kind of hard to stand next to the rock and not look a little puny um, the man's just jacked out of his mind. Um, no, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm encouraged. Uh, I, I don't want to see him in the ring until he's ready, until he feels he's ready and he's healthy. But I mean, I'm, I'm gl- it's good to see that he he's keep keeping active. I'll be very curious to see how he performs in the film if he's got some acting chops or not. Um, I don't yeah. know. I think he'll have some natural chemistry with The Rock, obviously, because they are family. But I don't know if he's going to be well, necessarily the best actor out there, but who am I to judge? I'm just happy that he's doing, he seems to be doing well. He's going to try his hand at movies. And Hobbs and Shaw actually well, looks like a lot of fun. That first trailer seemed like a lot of fun. I have not seen a single Fast and Furious movie, but I'll probably see Hobbs and Shaw. This, this seems like a modern tango and cash in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I was telling you, like, it's got three of possibly some of my favorite actors in it. Like Jason Statham is, has always been one of my top five and Idris Elba has always been up there and the rock, especially now in these most recent years has been just building his portfolio and just getting better and better and better. So, I mean, I, 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 and with how behind the wheel rock is with, with all of this, like I'm not surprised at all. I won't be surprised at all if it's a lot of fun. 
Oh, definitely. So this also was another late addition to our show notes. And this came, I think, Thursday, maybe? Um, The animated Mario movie that's been in development for a long time by Nintendo finally has a release date of 2022, which seems so far away, but it's three years, I guess. Just weird. Um, Yeah. I'm on board for this because it's not live action. Yeah. It makes more sense than having a live action Sonic movie. Why? Why? Why do you have to bring that up, man? Don't say caps. How can we not talk? How could I not bring it up, man? We're talking about old school gaming characters here. I mean, like, I'm ex- I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm excited because I don't, I don't care at this moment. I have no reason to care. Um, I'm, but, I'll say know. I'm excited for the sole reason of, if I remember correctly, it's Illumination doing the animation who is responsible for the Minions movie, which is probably not a good thing. Uh, they're responsible for Despicable Me, which has amazing and gorgeous animation. But not only that, the animation fits for a Mario movie. The way Mario is always animated very much, to me, feels like he could fit in the world of the Minions and Despicable Me. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Uh, I'm going to wait to get any kind of hype until we see images or a trailer or what have you. Just oh, because like, I don't trust... Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. That's why I'm like I don't care for now because I know it's a long way off before we start even trying to get any kind of hype behind this. If it's good though, would it be the very first really good superhero? No, not superhero video game movie. I mean, if you're gonna say really good, then yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Which trying I, to think. I've I don't, seen some what, discussion what online most... of does Detective Pikachu count as a video game movie? Yes, like, yes, yes, it, it does. does. Of course, it does. Yeah. Um. So I have mixed feelings on this next topic. Um. So we had the recent. Oh, where am I blanking? Zombieland. There we go. Zombieland Two now known as Zombieland Double Tap, come out with its first poster as they kind of did poked fun at this whole like 10-year challenge that's been going around. They're like, hey, yeah. here's us in 2009 with the original Zombieland, and here's our first poster for Zombieland Double Tap with the whole cast 10 years later. I'm not going to lie. I love the name Double Tap for the sequel, but I thought that poster looked awful. I Yeah, so I think they might have tried to force it, um, just to kind of stay with the, the social media thing, but which I, in a certain way, I kind of appreciated like, Oh, okay. That's, that's funny. Ha ha ha. Because it has been forever since the single sequel. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's the best poster, but it's I mean, just that it, it's poorly Photoshopped. Yeah. I, like Woody Harrelson, I, yeah. especially looks trash. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you guys aren't starting off on a good foot here, guys. Um, so just kind of, I'm gonna wait until I see a trailer before I, I just start want getting the upset. Plot of the second one to be Tallahassee trying to find the last box of Twinkies in the world. Nah, man, they're raiding the Hostess factory, and that's where all the zombies live. Yeah, exactly. And so they have to figure out how to clear the zombies out so Tallahassee can get his uh, get his Twinkies. 
And then the whole time Jesse Eisenberg is trying to shove Jolly Ranchers in people's mouths like Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, I, I will always bring it up how bad he was as Lex Luthor, but I, I'm still so hesitant about this movie. It is 10 years. It's been 10 years since the original. I Name a comedy sequel that's come out years after the original that's done well. Look at Anchorman 2. Look at Men in Black 3. Uh, it's. I just feel like it's been too long, man. The original it found a cult following years after release. I don't know if this one's gonna have the same luck. I will see, man. I um, I wouldn't be surprised if it does well, though, because at the same time, there hasn't been a decent zombie movie in a while. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was two thousand seven so, I mean, gonna... Halloween. But like you know, Rob Zombie. Yeah, I get. I I understood the joke. I just stepped aside. Um, (laughs) But I, you know, like I said, I and I think this is the trend for Josh. Is the thing that get me gets me hyped for movies is trailers, Um, not posters, not anything else. Because I think the trailers say more about what the the movie itself is going to be about and what the studio thinks about what the movie is going to be about. (laughs) Very true. Um, Yeah. So we'll kind of, as with everything else, I feel like it should be our slogan at this point, but we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll wait and see to see what's up with zombie land too. This next story I'm super excited about. I wonder why that is my favorite director. Christopher Nolan has announced that he's finally working on another movie and it is set for release July 17th, 2020, which is next year. Not only that, it takes the Batman's original release slot, the Matt Reeves Batman one, which we will talk about in just a little bit. But Christopher Nolan is finally coming out with another movie next year, nonetheless. So which makes me think he's been planning this for a little bit. Josh, are you excited? And what do you hope Christopher Nolan brings to the table this time? Um, I was excited um, for a Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, do so. Let me ask you a couple questions, just because I am not as well versed as you are in the world of movie news. Um, I try to keep track of it, but you know, busy and stuff. Uh, is it confirmed? Like, what kind of movie this is? Nope. Okay, so like there, it's not like it's DC giving somebody else a different movie on their slot. It's just no. literally just Warner Brothers just loves Christopher Nolan that much, and okay. Batman wasn't going to be able to make its 2020 okay. release, so they're just like, "All right, man, we got sad news. Batman's not going to be able to come out in 2020." But hey, we got Christopher Nolan, who's almost guaranteed to make us okay. half a billion dollars each time without even trying. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, that 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 changes some stuff then so i'm gonna say man like i i'd be down i was like gonna be like all right cool so we're gonna get a superman movie um well. <laughs> but that's a discussion i'm teeing up for you later buddy <laughs> I'm a, all right i'm gonna take the heart medication now that way i'm amped and ready to go yep um i i mean i'm down i i would like i think and i'm probably gonna get bit for saying this 
I would like to see Christopher Nolan take on something that's not sci-fi. Same. I I, I love his sci-fi and his his uh, his his like confusing and well-told stories, but I would like to see him. I honestly, I would be down to see him try a try some uh, something in horror. Dude, I think that would be awesome. That's uh, <laughs> literally what I was gonna say. I I've wanted for a while Christopher Nolan to tackle psychological horror. Oh, dude, totally. I think he could really pull it off with his his knack for realism, his great sound design, and great uh, camera camera work. Like the the guy, and not even just that, like. The way he writes his scripts, like there's there's no way that this could go wrong. I mean, there totally could go wrong, but there's no way it could go wrong. It um, seems like a lot of directors nowadays kind of want to dip their toes into the horror realm, like Jordan Peele with Get Out and Us, Edgar yeah. Wright with uh, is it Burn Bright or Bright Burn, the Superman looking one. So I wouldn't be surprised if Christopher Nolan at some point wants to dip into horror. And as much as I like Christopher Nolan, he's my favorite director. One of the criticisms about his characters and about his stories often is that they're very cold and emotionally void. So yeah. bring that to horror, please. Yeah, totally. And I think maybe part of that is just because there's some freedom to do a lot of really fun and cool things story-wise in ho- when, when you switch genres like that. So I don't know, man. Like I'm always down for a Nolan film. Let's uh, let's go. Oh yeah. Uh, so here's hoping it's psychological horror. Maybe a slasher movie where Michael Caine is the killer. <laughs> and no, and, okay. Have it actually be Michael Caine, like not a character played by Michael Caine. I know. Like Michael. I Caine. mean it entirely. Because Michael <laughs> Caine's in like all of his movies. So why not? Right. No one Have suspects him, like, the butler. <laughs> come around a corner and people are like, wait, wait, who are you? And he's like, I'm Michael Kine. And he just stabs people. <laughs> I'm Michael Kine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, psychological horror, I think it's right up Christopher Nolan's alley. Um, so we got one more piece of DC TV news kind of thrown in there. But again, this is not news. This is rumor with a lot of evidence backing it up. And it just makes sense to me. And it gets me more and more excited. And that is the rumored villain for Titans season two um, is Deathstroke, to which I just go, ah, yes. And not just because it's Deathstroke, but because it confirms even more into my tinfoil hat of conspiracy theories that season two is going to be revolving around the Judas contract, in which case I get super excited because Nightwing Yes. Because I'm with everything you. revolves I, it, around it, Nightwing, dang it. Well, and it, the, really, it, the show should anyway. So, I mean, because it would be weird for it to not to now that we've spent so much time diving into Robin and what makes Dick Dick, you know what I mean? Like, at this whole first season. So, I, I'd be down. I think the one, the, the, the thing that makes me nervous would be um are these are, have they said at all that these tv shows or their little stream shows are connected to the movies at all are they They're saying it's completely a separate universe? 
Okay, cool. That's fine. Then we can totally work that. So I was going to say, because they have a death stroke. In uh, I think they film. originally had a death stroke. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets canceled. Because I feel <laughs> like... He looked so good. <laughs> yeah, he does look perfect. But I feel like... I'm trying to remember if Joe Manganiello, who played Deathstroke at the end credits of Just League, was part of Ben Affleck's story. Or if he's... That's fair. Like, actually going to be in the Batman. The rumor is there's going to be multiple yeah. villains. But again, we'll set that up for our main discussion. I feel like we're teeing up so much. Yeah. Here. Discussion. I know, right? We have to pay the, off. The big thing I think, though, is is Joe. Uh, I think he works as Deathstroke regardless of the age of Batman. I'm just going to say that now. Um, but yeah, because Deathstroke has always been an older dude. Um. So there's also yeah, rumors no, that um, Deathstroke's kid Jericho will be in the show, which further would give evidence to the Judas contract. Hey, what if we get Jericho yeah. to play Deathstroke just as a as a joke. We could, man. <gasps> uh, Dude, follow my train of thought here. So okay, Chris Jericho okay. is in a band called Fozzy. One of their hit songs yes. is Judas. I hate you so much. I hate, I see exactly where you're going with this and I don't like it. I need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Oh my goodness. Um, so then that then begs the question, then with Deathstroke and then with Jericho and the Judas contract, do they bring in Tara? Mm, Especially without with, dipping uh, into spoilers, she's currently being used on another show. I know. I call I like I, I'm so I haven't caught up on Young Justice yet. <gasps> but like but I know, I know. You but I can already tell she's there. You can already tell. Oh, um, I, I'm calling it now. I already know who it is, but that's fine. I just haven't caught up. Okay, Wi bad Wi-Fi is a thing. All right, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yes, thinking if Titans season two are... is anything like season one, and we get a Nightwing costume, please, please, please. Then, oh boy, man, DC Universe has been a really great app so far. I love it, and if they keep bringing solid content like they have been, and what Doom Patrol looks to be as well. Oh, dude. Man, DC's <laughs> stepping their game up big time. They really are. And honestly, like, and Young Justice has been awesome. I mean, it's been heart-wrenching so far, but. Oh, yeah. Like, stop it. Like, we're not supposed to feel these kinds of things. You need to just be a fun superhero show. Oh, it ain't light anymore. Well, well in our last news topic of the day, before we get into our main discussion, the Resident Evil franchise is getting its own Netflix TV series. Interesting. I'm yawning right now if you can't hear me. <laughs> is that a yawn of indifference? It's I don't care. I the thing the fact of the matter is this. How many Resident Evil movies do we have? You are asking the wrong way, person. Way too many is the answer. Okay, okay, what's the difference between Resident Evil and Underworld? The zombies instead of vampires. Which one's which? That's a good question. So it seems like every um, time that there was a Resident Evil movie, there'd be an Underworld movie a couple months later. So is there going to be an yeah. Underworld TV series too? No, I pray not. So the the reason I don't think so is this. Enter discussion here. Um, I think that they're actually going to finally do 
a show based off of the games and not like do whatever they want, which is what they have been doing with the movies. Oh, yeah. If you follow some of the original games, you could have a pretty good show. Oh, totally. Completely. Have a have like a really like congested horror sh- based show that like a lot of the ba- there's so much you could do, especially with Netflix. Oh, bro. Oh, hard R rated psychological horror like the Haunting of Hill House type for Resident Evil, dude. Let's go. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, cast somebody as Leon. Like, let's follow Leon. Let's do that. Like, why not? I don't understand why we can't do that. Why do we? I mean, I love Alice. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, when I hear Resident Evil, I think the games. I think Leon. I think all the other characters like Wesker. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm indifferent about it until I hear anything else. Yeah, same. Are you more excited other, for The Witcher or Resident Evil series? Uh, well. If Cavill stays that hair stays looking like that, I'll definitely be more excited for Resident Evil. I'll say Witcher just to support my homeboy Henry Cavill, which will dovetail us perfectly into our discussion. Look how masterfully I crafted that quilt of segues. But before so we get to that, our sponsor for this episode is Josh. What do you got? I'm the blanking. Wachowski brothers. I got you, bro. The Wachowski brothers taking childhood favorites and turning them into fun action flicks. Y'all need to see Speed Racer, okay? It's so good. I thought you were talking about Avatar and I was about to kick you off. (laughs) No. No, I would never do that. So we talked about Cavill. Just kidding. Cavill's not really in our discussion today, but we'll get back to him, actually. So our main discussion for today is 2021 is shaping up to be a huge year for DC Comics because they're coming out with DC Pets. I'm just kidding, but no, that's happening. Um, I'd buy but the no, crap out of that. The Matt Reeves Batman movie finally has a release date of 2021, and the James Gunn directed now Suicide Squad, or The Suicide Squad. It's not Suicide Squad 2, it is The Suicide Squad. Both are coming out in 2021. And the big news that most of the world is at this point going, no duh, but in case you haven't heard by now, Ben Affleck is now officially gone as Batman, to which I just say, thanks, man. You were great. Next, please. And I mean that in the most genuine way of, I really did like him as Batman, but I, I don't, I wasn't super married to him of, He's the only one that could ever play Batman. I'm curious to see somebody else. Well, and I think part of that is due to the fact that they wrote themselves into a corner by making him so much older. Yeah, there's such a difference between Ben Affleck's Batman and Batman v Superman and Justice League Batman. No, there is. And they've really written it. They wrote him into a corner and there was no way out of it unless she may change the actor and make him younger. Yeah, they wrote him into a corner to begin with by having him so old. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm with you, though. I enjoyed Ben Affleck's Batman. I think uh, he was definitely the most martial artist one that we've ever had. So that 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 one scene, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. But I think you and I are in the same token is they need to go more uh, detective with this. They show us how smart this dude is. Don't make him don't make it where Alfred is the one that creates the gadgets like 
Alfred is, is smart and unique and a good person, but he doesn't need to be the one making the gadgets. And director Matt Reeves has come out and said that it will be the most detective-oriented we've ever had for a Batman movie, which gets me super excited. I hope it's a crime drama. Um, the two things I want to see um, personality-wise for this Batman is more detective elements and more martial artists. Like, if we can get some raid-level fight choreography mixed with some seven-level crime thriller, dude, I'm so oh, down dude. for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't have to be R. Obviously, I'm going to sit here and, and say that because I've been saying, saying <clears throat> excuse me, saying that for how long? Um, it doesn't have to be R for you to tell a good story or be incredibly violent or gritty. Um, I'm going to be curious on how, to, uh, how, how young they do this one uh, and where in his career they're going to do it. So the rumors are right now, again, we don't know anything concrete, so we're kind of regurgitating rumors, and we preface this by saying rumors, so never take us as gospel. Um, but supposedly going with a younger Batman, and apparently director Matt Reeves is looking for a very specific age demographic, but won't specify what that is. We just know it's early in Batman's career. So apparently Warner Brothers wants to keep it in the company and hire somebody that Warner Brothers has worked with in the past, Two names, apparently. We don't know the two names, but two names and two different ages were floated to Matt Reeves uh, with a seven-year age gap. So one actor was seven years older, one was seven years younger. And Matt Reeves said one was too old and one was too young. So he's looking very specifically for an age demographic. Um, probably late 20s, I would think, is probably think his so target. Um, I've thought about this, and I've come up with two names. I've really been thinking about it for a while and I can only really come up with two names of who I could see as good Batman. One yeah. is um Oscar Isaac, who played Poe Dameron in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Okay. And the other one is the candidate that I'm gonna go with a little more heavily. I originally pitched him for Nightwing, but given that unfortunately I feel like we may have to retire the Nightwing movie, now that we're getting a young Batman. Rest in peace, Nightwing movie. I feel you may never come now. But this actor oh, I yeah. originally had pitched for a Nightwing, for being Nightwing, and that is Ben Barnes, also known as Prince Caspian, also known as one of the villains from Punisher. Okay. You totally don't know I, who that is, do you? No, no, I do, I do. I... Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, is my thing. Heaven forbid we have a British Batman, because that's never happened. That's not what I'm worried about. What are you worried about? One of my favorite things about Bat about Batfleck was that he looked like he could kill someone. He was big, and I'm not... I, my worry with going with somebody like Ben Barnes, if he doesn't bulk up and if they don't use a muscle suit... um is that we're going to get another, uh, another, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm blanking so much today. Um, is another Nolan Batman where he's kind of skinny and like, and I hear, I hear all of you say yes, but he's jacked. No, he's in decent shape. He's not jacked like he's supposed to be. Um, Which, to be fair, Batman isn't actually that jacked. He's just one of the most in shape people. He's not like, Bane levels of swole or Nightwing levels of acrobatic. He's 
built like a hoss, but he's not like a okay, bruiser. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, but then, uh, but to that point, do you look at Ben Bourne, at Ben Barnes and go, man, that man is built like a brick house. Yeah. That's the problem with, uh, I've, I keep looking up different actors who could play Batman and all of them are way too small in my eyes. I saw one article that I almost closed it on the spot because they suggested Nicholas Holt as Batman. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Well, but see, even that's the thing, though, is as much as I would love to have Oscar Isaacs, he's too short. I mean, we've had shorter he's, Batman in the past. They can always work I with agree, tri- but tri- he's, photography. Like, he, he is pretty short. Like, he's my height. I'm like 5'10". Like, Batman is what, 6'3"? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. So Wolverine wasn't the right height? Was yeah, but you know how I feel about that. Okay, you need to let that go, man. <laughs> no, I need Tom Hardy. Um, but no, I, it's in. But I think all of this is to say that Matt Reeves is taking this seriously, like really seriously. Not serious enough that he couldn't get this movie out two years before. Well, here's the thing, or maybe he it is he's taking it just that serious. Because at the end of the day, yeah, like this this isn't this isn't just any movie, man. This is this is a Batman movie. Like it's got a history, it's got weight, it's got expectations uh, attached to it, no matter what you do. So to Matt Reeves, uh, to his credit, he's he's really trying, man. It's a shame. I don't want to say it's a shame he joined Marvel, but a name that keeps popping up in people's oh he'd be a great Batman that I kind of can see is Jake Gyllenhaal but he's Mysterio now yes oh, I would have eaten that crap up oh man he would have been great I'm sad now thanks for making me sad Nathan you're welcome is there anybody else off the top of your head that you can think of I've had a Batman wish list but the thing is they're all slightly older Well, I the big thing is I don't know Matt Reeves like his age range. Yeah, I don't know what the age range is either, which is the annoying thing. Probably younger than Ben Affleck. Well, that's kind of obvious. Um, I, so I, I'm thinking. Uh, let me think. The age range is probably yeah late late twenties to mid thirties is what I'm thinking. Yeah, Nightwing on, age, not Batman age. Oh, wait, are we cast? Well, I thought we were casting Batman. No, I'm saying Batman will be more of Nightwing's age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, yeah, mid, mid, th- mid th- 30s till to late 20s. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because all my picks, like, I've wanted Carl Urban for a long time, but he's definitely an older name actress. He's not old by any stretch, but he doesn't fit in that age bracket that he's looking for oh ooh! hold on um let me find his name scott I atkins doesn't actually, count no he doesn't count i would never have him as batman are you kidding me i feel um, like you pitched him as batman a few months back i probably did but that's only like martial arts only 
Um, you probably want Michael Jai White as Batman. No. Why would I want that? Do you want me to go alphabetically or chronologically? I hate you so much. Why do you hate me? Um, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, what was his name? People what have also suggested name? John Hamm, but again, too old at this point. No! Screw I don't want him anywhere near it. Is it the jaw? It's got to be the jaw. I don't know. Like, why would you want John? I don't even like John Hamm as an actor. I. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a complicated um, okay, thing. I don't know I if think, this will also come out in 2021, but did you see that we're getting a animated Batman Beyond movie in the vein of Into the Spider-Verse? No, I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, so like any other, like Warner Brothers is prone to do, they saw what was working and were like, we need to copy that. So apparently we're getting an animated Batman Beyond movie too. I don't know if it's 2021 or 2022. Uh, but yeah, we're getting an animated no. Batman Beyond movie, to which I could just go, can you get Michael Keaton to come back to voice Bruce Wayne? Please, please. Or, or Kevin just Conroy. like old school, like, or do Ben Affleck. That'd be hilarious, actually. <laughs> that, that actually um, would be pretty good. Um, uh, look up Clive Standen. Okay. He's, uh, he, played, he played Rolo on Vikings. I don't know. I it could it, I think it could work. He's lo- no name enough to not have a lot of expectations coming in. Anybody's gonna um, have expectations though. I, yeah, but he's still he's handsome enough. He looks mid thirties. He's tall. He's muscular but not jacked. Hmm. His acting ability is pretty good. Um, another name that I pitched for. Um, Nightwing would be Finn Whitrock, who is, I think, American Horror Story, La La Land. He's been in a couple different things. He looks like Nightwing to me, but if we're not getting Nightwing, he could absolutely also work as a Batman, too. Who? The actor's name is Finn Whitrock, which is the oh, coolest yeah, name yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would, you know, he, he's definitely got to be Nightwing. What are you talking about? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Again. You're assuming that we're getting a Nightwing movie. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But, like, I'm assuming we're getting a Nightwing in general. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think it could happen. Depending on the age range. Yeah, but if we're getting a young Batman, I don't think we're getting Nightwing anytime soon. Well, I feel like we've talked about Batman enough, and we could probably talk about this all day. However, there is another one that was announced, and that was The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad 2, The Suicide Squad, now directed by James Gunn, who did the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So Disney's loss is DC's gain, as we saw coming a mile away, and we predicted. Uh, So originally, he was just writing it, but we knew it was only a matter of time before he's probably announced as director. Now he has been announced as director. Not only has he been announced as director, this apparently will be a quote-unquote relaunch, not a direct sequel. So apparently we're getting a mostly new cast, which in regards to Suicide Squad is not difficult to do because in the comics, the roster of the team of Suicide Squad is ever-changing. So it wouldn't be that hard to go, hey, here's the new team except for this guy and this guy who is a holdover from the original. Yeah, 
Because if they bring Harley in, they have to use Matt, uh, Margot just because she's also in Birds of Prey, which yeah. is, could cause a lot of confusing confusion, but whatever. If they bring anybody back, they're probably bringing back Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang, which you will never, ever hear me say this in any other context, but you better bring back Jai Courtney. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you say he was the best thing about that movie. I agree. And if you're going to have Joker in it, make him the center. Make him the main villain. If you're going to have him in there, use him. Don't Plot just... twist. It's the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Bro. Yeah, it's not going to work timeline because it's a like young boy. I don't care. In it. Now I want it to happen. Dang it. Why would you do that to me? So... This brings some interesting developments with the whole James Gunn thing of who would you like to see on the roster besides the three that we suggested? Um, I think King Shark could be weird enough out there. I think knowing James Gunn's deep knowledge of the comics, he's going to go with some obscure as heck people, and I'm so down for that. Uh, Captain Cold. Oh, Yes. Definitely Captain Cold. Um, let's see who else we got. Mirror Master. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be down. He'd be really there. Like, let's let's actually like bring in some useful people for once. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't bring in Captain Cold, what about Killer Frost to kind of balance out the female side? Oh, dude. Yeah, actually, I think I might prefer killer frost killer frost could be cool killer frost king shark um you could do no. KGBs. don't use him for the batman movie this is where you bring in deathstroke yes he would maybe, be perfect maybe the suicide squad has to protect somebody from deathstroke's hit that'd be cool be a good thing to happen and then you could have some nice dead shot versus death stroke. Maybe Harley at one point or another had a fling with death stroke. Let's see. You could have some great uh, scenes with Captain Boomerang and death stroke of like death stroke, yeah. like shoots off of Captain Boomerang's boomerang. Let's see. So I, I just popped over to the, to the wiki, suicide squad wiki just to kind of see if I can hit some, some notes. Um, Blockbuster would, could be fun. No. Um, no. What? We are saving no. Blockbuster. But why? We're saving Blockbuster <laughs> for a Nightwing movie, dang it. <laughs> no, dude, intro him here so that we actually know like how dangerous he is. And so when he does face Nightwing, it's like, oh, whoa. Uh, okay, v- Vixen could be fun. Uh, Speedy, I guess, has been on there at some point. Bane. Um, Count Vertigo. Count Vertigo would yeah. be very cool. So That would be fun. Poison Ivy. Bane. Uh, Bane could be a lot of fun, too. If Reintroduce right. Bane. Let people forget about Batman and Robin. And as much as I like Tom Hardy as an actor, let people forget about Dark Knight Rises Bane because that, that's not yeah. Bane. No, it's awful. Let's do Sportsmaster. Which, it's weird to say, before Young Justice, Sportsmaster wasn't a huge character in the comics. I have the DC no, Encyclopedia. Sportsmaster's not even in it. 
Yeah. But, like, that would be cool, honestly. I could see some really funny scenes with Sportsmaster and Captain Boomerang. Oh, totally. Oh, completely. Let's see. Uh, Man, there's been a lot of people on Suicide Squad, man. This is pretty funny. But, no, definitely Deadshot. Killer Frost, I think, would be really good. A really good addition. Don't Um, bring back Katana, please. No, and if you do make her a useful person. She's a meme now. She is a meme now, unfortunately. But hey, there's not much you can stop people from making you memes. Uh, ooh, why not? Mir- why not Mirror Master? I hate you so much. Why? I literally said Mirror Master right after you said Captain Cold. Well, here's the thing, Nathan, is you assume that I listen to everything you say. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Although I would like to hold out Mirror Master for a Flash movie, which... It's not happening anytime soon. So why no. not use him here? Yeah, why not, right? We could do uh, Solomon Grundy. Yay, mm. I have a soft spot for Solomon Grundy. I, I do. do. I really do. He's so stupid, and the concept behind his, behind his character is so dumb. But I'm so down <gasps> for him to exist. Dude. I don't know if he was ever a member of the Suicide Squad or not. But how can we get Swamp Thing involved? Ooh. I don't know if you can pull it off in Suicide Squad. Uh, I just wanted to see Swamp Thing on the big screen. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing El Diablo come back. I really enjoyed that character. Yeah, I really like Diablo too. I could see him coming back as well. He was a lot of fun. Uh, But regardless, my one concern... Well, I mean... not my only concern, but uh, the danger of having James Dunn do a Suicide Squad movie is obviously the first one was definitely trying too hard to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So then you bring in the Guardians of the Galaxy director. I'm just nervous that this is just going to become DC's version of the guardians of the galaxy and i think it will but without limitations maybe which is better i think I just uh, i'm i don't i want it to be its own thing but you know we'll see i mean james gunn as far as i'm aware is a pretty talented director so i mean oh, he I, really is you know, he could well, definitely do something completely except different. for one early done in his career known as scooby-doo hey man we don't talk about that which, although the shaggy meme is blowing up everywhere yeah where did the shaggy memes come from i don't know but i find them absolutely hilarious (laughs) even matthew lillard is like what the heck is going on man which okay i did not know this matthew lillard has been voicing scoop has been voicing shaggy in every animated version of shaggy for like 15 years now yeah well because he's the definitive voice bro like (laughs) like he has taken over the role of shaggy and i'm kind of proud of him but getting back I, I on topic, it, I I'm willing to. Mean, I'm not even going to go out on a limb. My bold prediction with the Suicide Squad is they acquire a big name actor named Dave Batista. Interesting. I think Batista jump ship to Suicide Squad. I can see that totally with with how with how much support he gives uh, James Gunn. Oh yeah, I can see him as Solomon so Grundy. Oh, totally. Um, I can see him as Sportsmaster. 
That'd be cool. But yes, um, I, I, I can very much see him. Maybe King Shark. Squad. Maybe King Shark. Ooh, that'd be different. Yeah, that would be different. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Batista jumped ship. Um, so, just because how loyal he is. So, um, tinfoil hat time. Josh knows where of this course. is going. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested, as Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory would say. Um, so early we talked about Henry Cavill. Here is where the circle of life is complete, and we bring it back around. So, James, this is just a rumor, supposedly. Again, we preface this by saying it is a rumor. When James Gunn was offered this new Suicide Squad movie, he had a choice between Suicide Squad... Super Pets, which is an animated movie, I think it's animated, that is actually coming out that's going to focus on the pets of superheroes like Crypto the Superdog, my boy Crypto the Superdog, Ace the Bat Hound, and Supergirl's uh, My boy cat. Ace. Huh? I, I love me some Ace. Ace is great. This is, this is actually happening. Super Pets, because they want to cash in on that. They offered him Suicide Squad, Super Pets, which is happening. Or a Superman movie, to which I just go, so you're saying there's a chance. If Warner Brothers is offering James Gunn a Superman movie, I don't care that he turned it down, whatever. He's not my pick for a Superman movie anyway. That's Brad Bird. If they pitched him a Superman movie, I don't think my prediction of Henry Cavill coming on stage during Comic-Con to announce Man of Steel 2 is that far-fetched anymore there's still an outside chance that they may be secretly planning a Superman movie. I don't think I'm as crazy anymore. I think it's at least uh, in the back I, of Warner Brothers' minds. Uh, oh, I, I think it'd be, it'd be stupid. With all the rebooting of the rest of the series, why wouldn't you just have something that has been a tried and true? Yeah. So when I read that, I was just like, everyone was focusing on, oh, yeah, he went with suicide. So what? To which me and my brain is just going, wait, what? What did he turn down? Uh, see, but in I, to me, it wasn't that surprising that he turned down, that he went with the Suicide Squad. I felt like that was an obvious choice. Yes, that fits him better. But to me, it is more surprising of, uh, we've heard no talk of a Superman movie at all. And then all of a sudden, yeah, James Gunn was offered a Superman movie, to which I'm going, oh, wait, wait. Does that mean they're planning on a Superman movie? Because mm-hmm. that's how my I brain works. You, and I, I, so I want to call you out for a second. So you're you 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 tried to slip it by me, and I don't I don't appreciate it. Um, because you and I had this discussion, and you never mentioned you wanting Brad Bird to to direct uh, a Superman movie. Oh, I've wanted that for like years now. Why do I you want that? Never mentioned this to me. Three reasons why I want Brad Bird to direct a Superman movie. Because I feel like he's the perfect... His filmography is the perfect combination of what we need in a Superman movie. He's done Iron Giant, one of the most criminally underrated animated movies of all time. It is essentially a Superman movie. And it's a great old-school Americana movie that fits the ideals of Superman, has some great action like Superman. Iron Giant, more or less, is a Superman archetype. He has number point number two. He's done The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2, which are both really good superhero movies and are great action movies. 
And point number three, Brad Bird did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, my favorite of the Mission Impossible movies, showing he knows how to do action set pieces and a great fun action thrill ride movie as well. Combine those three elements makes for a fantastic Superman movie. Okay. I mean, you really didn't need to sell me on it, but yeah, I got you. <laughs> now you're just like, crap. However, I didn't think about it. I know. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty spot on. He knows how to tell a good story, really. Like that's, that's, that's the more thing that I think he, that I'm more, ex- I would be more excited about is Brad Bird has always been a fantastic storyteller. Oh yeah. And to me, Iron Giant still is a Superman movie and Incredibles shows he knows how to do superhero stories too. Who would you have direct another Superman movie besides Brad Bird? Who were you originally thinking of? Oh, I, I didn't even think of, thought about that. But you were just uh, thinking, wait, why'd you go with Brad Bird? I was like, I have, yeah. I have logic. I've thought this out way too much. Well, no, I was more upset that you've never mentioned this to me. I don't know how you, we've never talked about this. Really? Yeah. That's always one of my like points that I'm always just like, Superman, the person that should do it is Brad Bird. Because you can tell he's got a thing for Superman. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nolan could be a good choice. Eh, no, Nolan really. would be a bad really choice don't. for Superman. Man of Steel. Yeah. Which okay, that that made me sound horrible. I love Man of Steel, but Christopher Nolan is grounded in reality. Superman, you have to have a little bit of the fanciful, which is another reason why I go with Brad Bird. His movies are very much. Reality-based with a tinge of fantasy. Even Mission Impossible has a bit of that suspension of disbelief. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I don't know, man. J.J. Abrams? Well, actually, um, about that, J.J. Abrams would be a good Superman director had he not already been attached to one almost a decade ago. Yeah. He was supposed to direct Superman Returns. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, not no, talk not about Superman that. Returns. There was a Superman movie being planned before Superman Returns. They got shelved. Let's that was supposed just, to be J.J. Abrams' one. Let's just not talk about that, okay? Let's just... Uh, I don't know. I think J.J. Abrams could have done a good Superman movie. Yeah, uh, maybe. Quentin Tarantino uh, presents no, Superman. No, you stay away. You stop that right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, he's I cannot too busy ruining Star voice. Trek. I cannot voice enough how much I dislike Quentin Tarantino as wow. a film. I I think he's trash. The other name that I've heard some people float around that I'm I'm also very much on board for for directing another Superman movie if it ever happens. Again, this is all just us speculating. Is another Mission Impossible director with Christopher McQuarrie who has directed Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout. I shoot this down because if they want to do another Superman movie anytime soon, Christopher McQuarrie is directing the next two Mission Impossible, so that's going to take up his time for a little bit now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know, man. I There's not a lot of names right now that I can think of that aren't already attached to other things. Um... Woody Why Allen. John... <laughs> no, you should stop right now. Um, what about John? Um, huh? Jim. What? 
Why not Jim? Jim who? Jim, you know, from The Office. John Krasinski? Yeah, yeah, Jim. You watch. He's going to be too busy directing Fantastic Four. Ooh, stop. That's Which, so... That this, sounds The first like time those words have ever entered my brain or entered my mouth, and now I want nothing else. Oh, that would be so much fun. We've, we've always talked about casting him as Mr. Fantastic. We've never talked about him directing it. Oh. Which, if that ends up happening, and he's cast and directs, I will rejoice in the streets for blindly calling it. Oh, that's, that would be so much fun. God dang it, Nathan. You're welcome. So, as as we've gone on the side tangent, a name pops up in my head. Probably one of the busiest directors in Hollywood right now with a whole bunch of other stuff. He's got Marvel experience, but he's got experience telling really good stories. Jon Favreau doing a Superman movie. I just want to point out the fact that you separated great, great, stelly, great storytelling and Marvel. <laughs> I didn't intentionally. <laughs> but no, yeah, John Favreau is awesome. I, I, he because uh, he, he directed Jungle Book, didn't he? Jungle Book, doing, Iron Man one King. and two. Unfortunately, um, I feel like he did Chef. He did. He's going to do uh, Lion he King. He's doing a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He he'd be great. I'd be I'd be down with that. Honestly, I'd love to see John direct anything in the D- in the DC universe. Yeah. So that was our whole roundabout discussion of. So you're saying there's a chance with Superman? Because I will not let it go, man. I I still think it's going to happen one of these days. So. 2021 is shaping up to be a huge year for DC with The Batman, which, last closing discussion, there's got to be a better name for it than The Batman, right? What would you name this Batman movie? Nah, dude. Let's do it. The Batman. The Batman? That has really? some balls. Yeah. No, absolutely. Not, absolutely. Not anything better like Nightfall or Night's End? No. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And hear me out on this, okay? You want it like the animated series? No. With the short well, years and everything? kind of. Kind of. But at the same time, Batman movies have always, at least titles-wise, always like been like Batman, quote, like forever, Batman and Robin, Batman, you know, The Dark Knight, or it's never just been like, it's Batman. Like this is yes, the story. Nineteen eighty nine Batman. No. Was called Batman. But it's not the Batman. There's True. A, I don't know. I just think I think the Batman is a, at least in a title in a world where uh we can name a, a a movie Logan and that's it. Like I think simple's better. Which Quick fan casting, and I'm sure we'll do an episode or I'll do a video for the main channel of things I want to see in The Batman. This will never happen in a million years, but blue suit Batman. Yeah, the gray and blue one? 70s detective Batman I would love to see. Oh, absolutely. The, the Jim Lee costume, right? 
Uh, that, that's a little like dark blue, but like the more of uh, what is his name? I'm blanking on his name, but the really like famous the like when you think Batman in the comics, it's that yeah. look of like with the, the like, yeah the, lighter the, blue, the, the lighter gray, the yellow emblem in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be done. I don't no, think it will ever I, happen, I, but I, I don't think I've, so. I've always like that but, Batman. We've gotten so much black. Let's let's just mix it up for just a little bit, maybe. Well, yeah, I agree. I think honestly, with them going with a younger part of his career, you could probably get away with it. Oh yeah, him but if in, now that you've said it, man, why'd you have to go and say if we can get just an exact copy of the Jim Lee Batman suit? That's my point, though. How awesome would that be, man? That that would be perfect. And honestly, I'll, I'll if if I'm gonna do that, this I will I will get behind your Ben your casting of Ben Barnes as Batman. If he bulks up ever so slightly, put him in the Jim Lee costume. Holy crap, I'm there. Long ears too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not too long, but like at least a decent amount of height. Well, DC is primed to have a big 2021, as we've talked about today with the Batman, the Suicide Squad. The potential Superman movie, which is probably not going to happen, but I just needed another the in there. What do you guys think about the future of DC? Is things looking up, or are they just kind of getting ahead of themselves yet again? Let us know in the comments below. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to whatever audio format you're listening to us on, whether that be Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, etc. Feel free to give us a comment, a rating, whatever you would like. We love engaging with you guys. And as always... Stay sharp, movie guys and gals.